0: Uh, Sarah, I hear that you want to tell me about your box this week. <laughs> I always want to talk about my box, Kelly. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. know. <laughs> okay. So this week, the funniest
1: thing happened. So we had a, a wad, a wad at, at, your wad. Box, at my okay. box. There was a wad. I did a wad in my box on Monday that involved, it was five ring dips, which is inconsequential um, for the rest of it. And then 15 box jumps and 20 pistol squats. And then okay. it's an AMRAP. So you do as many as, of those as you can. There's just a lot of minutes.
0: acronyms, guys, here. A lot of slang, if you're going to get into the CrossFit. There's fit. a lot of,
1: like, like, there's a lot of, like, slightly sexual slang. And,
0: and So Sarah did <laughs> an AMRAP wad at her box, is what she said. <laughs> okay.
1: So if you don't understand that. Now, all you need to understand here is lots and lots of pistol squats, which is a one-legged squat. Really, I can do them on one side good, but not the other side. Yeah, same. And lots, <laughs> and, lots and lots of box jumps. So you jump onto a box as it sounds. Okay. Nice. I'm glad that's the part you're explaining to us. Right, (laughs) I was jumping on a box in my box. So, but basically the, all of this amounted to like, even at the time my like quad started to fail and I knew like I would go down, like it was like the 17th pistol squat on the third round. And I like went down and like fell over. Like right. I knew that I was starting to, my muscles were actually starting to fail. And I didn't know it was a very strange feeling. And for the rest of, like I stayed and worked out, I usually stay and lift a little afterwards. And I didn't know, like, I didn't know what was going to happen. Like the next day, like what the consequences of this, this were going to be, because like, I know the consequences, let's say I'm going for a 20 mile run on pavement. Right? Okay. I know how I'm going to feel the next day. I know like, how it's going to, I know how the recovery is going to go, whatever, but depending on how prepared I am. But for this, like you just, it's just like a, it's like showing, throwing shit at the wall. Like you don't know what's going to happen. So basically what ended up happening was I couldn't walk for two days.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I've told you my story about overdoing it CrossFit and then getting on my bike to ride home and not oh, being able to like lean onto the handlebars. Like my arms were so tired. They gave out. That's And amazing. I like crashed into a fence. Yeah, it's great. So
1: could you then, like I remember that part of the story, oh, but like no, two days later, pick me up. Yeah. Two days later, could you lift a fork? Could you, that's a good like, what were the repercussions of that?
0: I don't, I think I was okay like a day or so later. The other one that was weird that I remember this distinctly, the first time I ever TRX'd because weirdly like that's not that hard. but it's as hard as you choose to make it. And so in the moment, it doesn't seem that hard. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, I remember being in the office and leaning forward to pick up a ringing phone, and it was like too much for my abs, and I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, "Oh no, someone get the phone!" <laughs> Interestingly, like I had the exact same experience the first time I did TRX. Yeah, like I, think, I even I like think
1: it's common. I remember putting it. It was back in the day when before Instagram, so I tweeted <laughs> about this, and <laughs> people were like, "What were you possibly doing in TRX?" I'm like, I don't know. I just did TRX
0: for the first time and couldn't move. For two yeah. days, yeah. So think this, this is common.
1: This was the same, but it was funny because I associate a lot of the muscle damage feelings were exactly the same as doing Iron Man, except you don't have the systemic fatigue. So I wasn't like really hungry. I wasn't fatigued, like generally fatigued, but I couldn't, you know, like when getting on and off the toilet is hard or going downstairs. Like that's right, why I was right. for two when days. You like yeah, yeah. Okay. The okay. muscle damage, the eccentric muscle damage was extreme. So I did. I basically feel like I did a marathon on Monday.
0: I mean, that's what I'm understanding is you did right. You basically did a marathon,
1: basically, basically. More or less. Yeah. So yeah, I, Kelly, this is our last episode of the year.
0: I know we'll be totally new people in 2020. The next time you hear from us, that's right. But after I do basically. all the
1: reflection I'm going to do the
0: next two weeks, by the time 2020 January comes
1: around, I'm going to be like fresh new perspective.
0: I am um, in the midst of off-seasoning right now, and I am not yet at the reflective part of it, just so you know. I'm still at the uh, drinking and pizza part. I think I had today (laughs) by the afternoon, I was like, huh, all I've eaten is a loaf of cinnamon bread and a piece of pizza and two beers.
1: Wow. Yeah. (laughs) That's excellent. I, I commend you for that, for those dietary choices. That's like some hard off
0: seasoning going on. So yeah. So maybe by 2020, we will be new people. We will be reflective. But the point here guys is we're going on break for the next two weeks. You'll miss us. It's fine. It's totally fine. But before we do that, we have our much anticipated AMA. We got loads of questions, didn't we, Kelly? So many questions. We're not even going to be able to do all the questions. Actually, like for real, we're not kidding. So no questions with visual elements are being included in the (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Just FYI. And we picked like 20 and we're going to do, you know, our AMA episode today. Top 20 after this. Sarah, I hear they have noon endurance in Canada now. Oh, Canada, baby, finally. I use the sport tabs, the basic tabs at CrossFit. Well, I use the nude endurance, citrus mangoes, the way to go, and now you can try that too in, you know, up north. Up here in Canada. You can order any of these or the rest
1: tabs to help you sleep or the immunity tabs to fight off those bugs, and you can do that by using the code IRONWOMEN. I'm not saying that to you, Kelly. I'm saying this to the people at home. (laughs) The code IRONWOMEN
0: at NoonLife.com. And go check out their new community of women doing cool stuff at Noonness, uh, their TV channel on YouTube. I'm Kelly O'Mara. And I'm
1: Sarah Gross. And you're listening to Live Feisties, If We Were Riding. People can tell me to stop this time like the last time you better get ready to race to, to do this show you what the truth
0: is I step on the field, it's time to get real I'm so All right Sarah it feels appropriate to start with our first question it came from my mom All right and so what we're going to do choice. here is a good choice is I have our list of like our top 20 our top 20 our 20ish questions and we're going to read them out and then we're just going to like speed round this 20 30 seconds none of Sarah's long PhD answers here all right, so our first one is for my mom, and it says, if you guys were partners for a relay, who would do which piece, and who would be your third?
1: Okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. We're going to count to three, and then we're both going to say which, which part we want to do. Are okay, you ready? All right, ready? One, one two, two three.
0: three. The run. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it also depends on who would be our third. Like, if Lucy Charles is our fucking third, neither of us is swimming. That's fine. But what if, but if we get, like someone really good at biking then i'll do the swimming you can do the run because yeah you're not swimming that's not happening no especially not at <laughs> my current fitness level that was so predictable i knew we were both gonna choose run. No, well okay so here's the answer for real sarah would have to do the run because i don't think i want to see her on a bike or swimming anymore okay. so. so we're defaulting
1: to how <laughs> terrible i am at everything else now <laughs> that's a good good answer <laughs> Okay, next question. If you could go back and talk to little Kelly and little Sarah, like high schoolish or pre-career as a triathlete, what would you tell them or what advice would you give them?
0: Okay? Um Kelly. I feel like you're going to give like some standard advice, but here's what I would have told Kelly. Try harder sooner, okay? Fucking try harder. Oh. Kelly fucking floated through life because she could do pretty good at lots of things without like learning how to study. Yeah try harder sooner. I'm going to turn
1: that into like some fluffy and Instagram quotable. <laughs> it's late. It's later than you think. Oh, okay. There you mm-hmm. go. That my, your advice. My advice is like, be patient. It's like
0: the opposite of your advice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my advice for little Sarah, I guess it depends how you're wired, but like be patient because everything changes and everything changes
0: faster than you think it's going to change. Even from like week to week. Wow. So there you go. Advice, guys. We're, we're amazing at it. Amazing. Next question. All right. This is a long one. So I'm going to like sum it up real fast. Megan got a stress fracture and has low bow density. And she went to her and she hasn't gotten her period in a really, really long time. I went to the gynecologist and has like, I don't get my period in two years. Isn't that a problem? And they were like, no, it's fine. It's not a problem. So her question is how can we fix male coaches? If female doctors and you know, gynecologists can't even get this right. What can we do to spread the knowledge?
1: Spread the knowledge. Okay. Well, first of all, we have like, this is clearly, as Megan says, like, this is a systemic problem, right? So it's, we can't just blame male coaches and we can't just for not knowing. Like we, It starts with research that's mostly done on men in the medical profession and sports science. Um, We know this. And then it goes down the line to like, information is either not even available or not readily passed from person to person. So- Um, We just talk about it. We, I know what we do. We write into podcasts and we ask the questions so that they talk
0: about it. I also think, I mean, honestly, don't even, everyone's heard my rants about gynecologists and like, fuck, (laughs) I think you start by educating them, like give them your speech. I often give my speech to the gynecologist and it's fine. And then here's a pro tip though, just for you. Try, if you're really trying to try to fix your problem though, try the gynecologist's on campuses and near universities, because they are more focused on not having the babies than having the babies. And they often have experience with large, like athletic teams, like large quantities of female athletes.
1: Right. So search that's really your, helpful. Yeah, yeah. Search out your people better. The other thing I wanted to say, just by way of encouragement to Megan, is that I know that Angela Nath has a bone density issue, a very serious bone density issue. And she's managed to win 20 plus 70.3s, So just by being careful on her bike not crash Angela has like a
0: lot of a lot of issues and she keeps winning so I don't even different point here yeah
1: different point but it's just like a point of encouragement okay okay from Melissa Melissa would like us to pick our top three in Kona for next year presuming they qualify and turn up fit and ready to go based on who we think will be hungry from this year's performance
0: I mean honestly I think it's Lucy Danielle and Annie which is terrible but I mean, it's like a boring prediction, but I think it's true. I also think Lucy's got to win one eventually. Like she's, she's got to Sarah.
1: She does. gotta. I think, I also think Melissa hid the answer in the question because oh, clearly yeah. that, was, <laughs> that was like <laughs> asking for us to say Daniela. Um, I think Sarah true is another one on that. Jo- Jocelyn McCauley
0: would be really hungry. Okay. This okay. Pick. Okay. Okay. Melissa had another question. Choose your perfect race in terms of location and distance that would best suit your strengths to win. Oh, all right. So, in general, I'm a, fi- I pick, <laughs> I'll always like describe this. Everyone's always like, oh, so you mean somewhere in Northern California? Uh, <laughs> mild, like mildly cool temperatures, possibly slightly raining, rolling hills, lake swim, ideally a trail run. Like these are, that's my like combo. <laughs> it's a good combo. Yeah. Okay.
1: My, mine is funny because it's, it's actually a thing. I realized as I was thinking through the answer to the question in real time, just now that it's actually a thing. I was thinking it, mine would be like a long distance running event, slightly long distance, like maybe half marathon type. But that had like places where you stopped and did things like pull ups and went over obstacles.
0: <laughs> that is a thing. If like, only, wait. if only there was a thing. If only, if only. It's a great idea, isn't it, Kelly? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I should do this. You yeah. should, you know, market it, turn it into—I don't know—a multi-billion-dollar business. Right, right. So
1: maybe that's it. Maybe Melissa has helped me find my calling for 2020. I'll do like Spartan Race.
0: Yes, Some you should. You would be race. great at it, and they're really fun. So, boom. See. Our AMA is finding new, we're reflecting and finding ourselves in this. As expected.
1: (laughs) Okay. Dana or Donna asks, do you have any racing regrets? Oof,
0: you're like, so, I mean, if I really get into it, like, whoa, I've dropped out of a lot of things and done a lot of stupid shit. And like, it's really bad. Off the top of my head though, the actual like thing I feel like I missed out on is my last year as an amateur i just assumed i would be able to qualify for 70.3 worlds which was like super presumptuous of me and i fucked it up and so i've never gotten to do a 70.3 world championship and i was already going and had to watch my husband and couldn't race it because i fucked up qualifying so there you go
1: that's your regret just from this
0: last year no 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 No, that was my last year as an amateur like that was my last year as as what i'm saying like, and so I did it and that was like my last, like not my last, chip, but you know, like I never got to race it as an amateur. I never got to try it. Okay. I know we're supposed to take 30 seconds for this, but how did you fuck it up? <laughs> i dig- this, like, this is actually sort of stupid because I didn't wait around for the awards because I was like, oh, I got in second in my age group because I had had this terrible race. Even though second year age group isn't terrible, but whatever. And I was like, cry and I was a mess. And so I was just like, fuck it. And I left to get to the airport. And then it definitely, like, I was like second in my age group. I could have got,
1: I didn't wait. Around. You like legit fucked
0: it up. Yeah, I legit fucked up.
1: Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. So don't do that. Don't do that. Don't, it's always better than you think. That's the yeah. take home there. It's like, go look at the results list because it always looks better than you think it did, than, you, than it felt when you were right. out there. Right, right. Uh, okay, mine definitely has to be Iron Man New York. Do you remember that, Iron Man? the like the crazy, one year like, yeah yeah fairies multiple fairies to the start and all that stuff i that was the only like we've talked about dnfing a number of times if anyone wants to hear our opinion about dnfing it's lots on the podcast but there's a lot of times i dnf where i feel like it was merited but at iron man new york it was not like i just stopped because i got hard i i think in retrospect i did like at the time that's not what i was telling myself but right, right right i i got to about mile eight or so on the run or maybe mile 10 and i should have kept going so that was a regret for me.
0: Yeah. I have a lot like that. We're just not going to list them all. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next question from Kim. You two are racing a race of your choice, head to head. What kind of race and who wins? I'm going to go with a triathlon and me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go with any CrossFit competition.
1: And me. (laughs)
0: Nice. Nice. Eddie, there are some I'm not terrible at just so you know.
1: No, I know. I wouldn't, I don't think I'd want to go like, I think that was, this would go both ways. So like if we were both fit at triathlon, (laughs) it would be a little bit more,
0: (laughs) right. right? It'd be a little bit more mm, of who might win. You know what we should do head to head? A Spartan, a Spartan race. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh my God. This is all just like
1: leading to a direction that I didn't (laughs) see in my world for 2020. (laughs) Okay. From Norman, how long did it take you to learn to break
0: you bike down? <laughs> oh, I, didn't like, I think there's like a grammar or a word this missing is probably, your This probably bike came
1: from social media where you don't have to make full sentences. H- how long did it take you to break your bike down and build it back up proficiently?
0: um not that long i'm actually like pretty good at it now but i remember the very first time i did because i flew to chicago for the chicago triathlon because my parents lived there and i was like so nervous about anything breaking my bike because it was like the most expensive thing i owned you know in college and i worked so i like watched youtube videos and i went to the bike shop after i pulled it back up sarah to get them to like check it over for me and they're basically like i've never seen anyone put a bike together this well and i was like all right i'm good." <laughs> because i just like yeah and then you just do it a bunch of times and you realize that whatever it's it's just pieces right and and yeah it's fine yeah yeah i don't i i
1: frankly don't even really remember and when i started my my basically my arc from being a newbie to a traveling pro was super short so i know i needed that skill quickly and then the other thing was the other thing with building the bike is that, like, and I always have this talking to with my athletes, is I'm like, don't tell yourself it's going to be hard because then it's going to take you like 45 minutes or an hour. Just say it's a simple process, it takes 20 minutes, and thus it shall be.
0: Oh. It always takes 45 minutes to an hour. It, it has takes never you taken. Minutes. It has never taken 20, I mean, because mine like basically, wow, I think we all just learned that Sarah basically doesn't care about her bike and it's broken <laughs> all the time. It just takes me 20 <laughs> minutes to build it. Although to be fair, I'm, t- I'm talking about a, probably a slightly different generation of t- Yeah, t- t- I was like, I don't, like Sarah, like you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You don't know what you're talking about. It takes like 20 minutes just to like not break no, the fucking electronic.
1: No, my P5 anyway. with
0: DI2 used to take me 20 maybe 30 minutes okay okay uh, jocelyn wants to know does sarah has sarah tried to have a corgasm on purpose and not accidentally jocelyn the answer is yes (laughs) (laughs) the answer is indeed yes you you know
1: what honestly like this happened i have to make this choice a lot like where i'm at crossfit and i know that if i keep doing a certain movement like i'm going to have an orgasm and i have to stop but like i i stop this really comes up that frequently in your life it depends honestly it's like a little related to cycle to my cycle and like you know how you're like okay this is getting a little bit
0: off like this doesn't off- come or- up that often in my life i'm just saying it,
1: it, it, it's just <laughs> it's just like okay for me it's like it'll it's basically like i get hornier certain times of months
0: of the month based on my cycle Does that happen All to right. you? Uh, I mean, I, one has to assume, yeah, because that's, like, probably. Kelly doesn't want to tell I, us. No, I, like, haven't <laughs> tracked it. This is also, like, when people are like, what do you mean you don't notice that your performance goes up and down? And you're like, I don't, I haven't seen that happen. Oh, that's funny. Oh, I
1: notice because I get, like, I suddenly get, like, quite sensitive to... <laughs> certain movements, certain like fabrics rubbing certain places, all kinds of things like but it's like a monthly like there I can go through a couple of weeks with no reaction and then suddenly I'm like, "Oh my god, like I need to stop doing this right now."
0: So, See this um, AMA no. is just it's just unveiling so much stuff about Sarah. <laughs> mm, moving mm-hmm. on. Next question. Do you know what this person's called in real life? Oh, no, it's an Instagram submission. So,
1: Okay, the Instagram submission is who will be faster, Baby O'Donnell or Baby
0: Jorgensen? Whoever wants to be, okay? <laughs> I was going to go with Baby O'Donnell because it's like two super fast parents. Yeah, probably, like but jeans, like... The genetics there are unreal. And faster at what? Nature versus nurture here. Uh, you know what? They, I think they're both going to have plenty of good genetics. It's going to be up to them, okay? Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Our next question wanted to stay anonymous. Do you or Sarah have any advice on how to find training partners and any advice on what to do when you need to part ways or how to talk to them. If the relationship becomes contentious, I actually have no idea how to find training partners. I don't have any cause I have a weird ass schedule and I train by myself.
1: Okay. My advice on this one. Did you have more to say? Sora? No, cut you off? I'm just saying,
0: Sarah, tell me how to find training partners.
1: Okay. My thing is to, my thing has always been to find someone that you like to hang out with first
0: <laughs> and then like break them in
1: as a training partner. Like then you have to do the work, right? Like this, I did this a number of times during my career is like, did the work to get someone settled in to what it means to be my training partner, talk to them about like, basically like literally talk to them straight out about like what I need for like if, when I'm rolling out to do bike interview, inter, interviews, interviews yes you can tell I do like, I don't do intervals anymore to do bike intervals. I like to roll out slow. If you want to go harder than me, that's fine. I will get on your wheel. And then when we start the intervals, I'm going to go as hard as I can. And then like, just like working someone in to like how to be in it. Like, if that's okay with you, then we can keep riding together um, and do Interesting. our together. Interesting. just like stuff like that's just one example of how I would like actively try to turn someone into a training partner
0: i actually would really like a squad so if anyone has tips on finding a squad on finding my hashtag squad you know and and oh and we did an entire episode one time on how to break up with training partners (laughs) that is true and my advice was to ghost them (laughs) kelly thought to ghost though i feel like that was terrible advice and we should it's great advice (laughs) just stop just like oh i'm busy oh no I'm not I mean come on like in reality like our lives are so complicated like okay maybe not everybody else's but like my schedule it's hard enough to like make it work with somebody else when I want to it's fairly easy not to want to like not to try and find the right right time and the right together I just think that just it just it just doesn't happen just that's true although I think there's like a there's a certain straightforward approach to like
1: I've even if you put it on a specific session so if you're like if the reason it's if the reason it's not working, this partnership, there's a reason it's not working. So you could even just name one of those reasons in a specific session. Like for me, my main reason, and I already kind of said this would always be like, you warm up too hard. I can't do it. I train like 25 hours a week. <laughs> I need to warm up properly. So either we have to chill on the warm up, or I'm just going to get dropped and that has to be fine or whatever.
0: See, and I would just do stuff by myself.
1: So and Kelly would just
0: ghost you. I like slow down. I'm like, oh, did you keep writing? Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> <laughs> As you like
1: take a quick right hand turn and yeah. ride behind a building and then go in the opposite direction.
0: <laughs> All right. Marge wants to know what we think about the Zwift Academy try team. Because the people on that team are basically professionals and certainly like Swift and specialized can, you know, do whatever they want with their marketing money, but She thinks it'd be cool if they, like, took that money and gave it to some, like, on the edge of the line pros to, like, have the opportunity to qualify for Kona. So, Sarah doesn't know what the Swift tri-team is. Well, I sort of do. Sort of. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's essentially a team of amateurs, essentially, right, that they pay to be on the Swift tri-team. I have very little opinion about this because I don't Swift. So I also don't understand the appeal of Zwift. I don't understand why it's like, I mean, I understand it academically if you explain it to me, but I'm telling you, like, I don't get it. I don't care. Why would I want to ride with other people when I don't ride with people in real life? Like, why do I want to ride with virtual people? You don't ever have to break up with them. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, bringing it full circle. Thank you. Um, but I do. I mean, honest. So honestly, like, yeah, sure. I think like, am like non-elite teams that they that are funded by sponsor money is like always a little weird it's a trend overall in the sport that i'm not like a super big fan of i you know i don't know what like it just sort of is what it is right like i don't know
1: yeah i think it goes along with the whole trend we often talk about this trend of the sport where the people who are supported are either top top tier pros or like amateurs um who are top amateurs and that middle like the the up and coming class of pros are underserved. So I feel like that money should be redistributed somehow.
0: The other thing I find super weird about Zwift and like all these people who are like really good at Zwift and like winning Zwift races is that there's like now like widespread cheating in Zwift. And so it's sort of like, guys, like it's all fucking fake. Okay. Go there's, out and ride your bike cheating? outside. Like, yes. as in, like, I go yes. on Zwift.
1: I put myself in as like a 125 pound woman. Yes. And then, like, I get like a really strong cycling dude to do my thing. is that?
0: Yeah. Or no, cheater? there's like even more technological ways you can cheat with like adjusting the. Because it's all like through sensors and shit. You know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, like, I could say that my. Um, yeah, whatever. I can say that you my could, wheel is smaller than it is.
0: Or that your example. weight is different. Or, but then there. Anyway, mm. there was an article at one point I put in the newsletter about all the ways people are cheating on Swift now. So I always just find it weird when people are like getting contracts based on swift and stuff because like honestly right. if they were really good they would be on a real contract like let's be real if they could ride their bike for real outside
1: that's true like how easy is it to just like say i'm 115 pounds of no no there's though. like
0: there's checks on. like there are there checks are. in real okay. life yeah, yeah yeah now that they're throwing money at it they do check it oh now we're like down the swift rabbit hole okay. yeah all right that was not 20 or 30 seconds so okay moving on kimberly
1: Hypothetically, let's say someone accidentally mixed, oh, this is funny, their noon noon hydration products and has been doing hard intervals with the noon rest formula. What effect, if any, might this have on their workout performance? Asking for a friend.
0: So I'm just going to tell a short story here. One time I, uh, this was in college, and I accidentally took a night quill instead of a day quill before a race. So I would imagine it would be somewhat like that where you're like, just want to lay down and go to sleep, but you're trying to go as hard as you can. It's terrible, Sarah. It's a terrible, terrible experience. I
1: think that the, I don't know. (laughs) I just think that the effects of a sleeping drug in NyQuil would be. Well,
0: they're magnified, obviously. It's way different than like, what is it in the noon? It's magnesium and iron. it's mostly magnesium and like a little melatonin, but yeah. Right. So it's, yeah. it's horrible. Yeah, I mean, obviously it'd be the same as taking like two melatonin and then like trying to do something. Like, do you remember when I overdosed on melatonin, like the day before Lake Placid, because I was like sleeping on the floor of somebody's and I felt awful and then Lake Placid went terrible. I imagine it would be like that, right? Like, anyway, the point here at Kimberly is stop doing that. I'd like to, I'd like to ask Kimberly
1: a question. Kimberly, <laughs> tell us what the effect of that was.
0: Cause like, to, to be fair, I,
1: I have looked at those noon bottles before on my counter and gone, how easy would it be to take a noon rest instead of, this, instead of one of the sport tabs?
0: So, Kimberly, we'd like to know. All right. See, this is audience participation. Jocelyn has another question. She would like to know, is Sarah dating anybody? And why doesn't Kelly want to race in Kazakhstan? Tell us, Sarah, are you dating anybody? Jocelyn, it's complicated. <laughs> That's all she wants to say about this oh like Facebook status change uh and I don't want to race in Kazakhstan because it's Kazakhstan I actually hear it's a lovely place and all that I just don't think it has like a great reputation for like women traveling alone which is how I race typically so good answer
1: Mm -hmm. okay Kate would like to know how much do you sleep in season and in heavy off season, and Kelly, since you're the, your, your strong point is the heavy off season, tell us how much you sleep.
0: I actually, this is like maybe counterintuitive. I'm actually sleep way less right now. Uh, like I think that night nice, i slept like five hours in season. I sleep like eight and a half, like I standardly sleep eight and a half hours, eight and a half to nine. Like that's how much I sleep. If I'm really training or like coming off a race, I sleep like nine to 10 sometimes. Right. Like that's like pretty normal right now. It's like, I don't, I don't even give a shit. Like who cares if I feel like crap, what do I have to do? Sarah drink more beer and eat more pizza. I don't need sleep for that. That's true. That's, I
1: agree with you though, that I used to sleep more during training than not in training, which totally makes sense. Even yeah. now, like I used to sleep same as you eight and a half hours. And now I sleep seven and I wake up like clockwork after seven hours. So like without training my body three to six hours a day of like endurance training, I only need seven
0: hours of sleep. Yeah. See, so, uh, Sean would like to know if you could organize your dream triathlon, what would it be? I, okay. I'm a big fan of the swim runs that we did. And so if I organize a triathlon, I think it would be in the vein of swim run where it would be like point to point across islands and like multiple, you know, legs and disciplines. That would be my, my like go-to. Okay. Can I add to my like Spartan race dreams?
1: (laughs) Okay. It would be mostly a Spartan race, but then it would add, (laughs) it would add in like, like we could add in a a non-technical mountain biking section. That'd be good. That would suit me. No. And a, some kayaking, no and a decent open. You you can't know my this is <laughs> this is my dream, Kelly. <laughs> and some good open water swimming with paddles, like the way we did in swim run, like that that kind of like where you sort of have to navigate and find your way.
0: So okay, so our dream triathlon it turns out would not be a triathlon. I feel like <laughs> is where we're going with this. Amazing. Okay, and whoa, this is a long
1: one. Oh, this is to a sum up. One. Yeah. Anne would like to know. I'm assuming this is mostly for Kelly. um, How you became such an amazing cusser. It's about thirty years for her since her parents stopped having this to like, you know, police her vocabulary. But she seems to have like still have trouble saying things like shit and fuck. So Kelly, how do you how do
0: you do that? How do you do it? Tell us your secrets. So it is actually funny though, because like my parents never they wouldn't have regulated at all and they also uh i mean i've mentioned a few times but my mom was like 22 and she had me and they were actors i spent a lot of time in bars as a kid <laughs> it wasn't like anyone held themselves back but weirdly my sister doesn't swear at all like my sister like says gosh darn it right like that's Ooh, not true she makes up her own phrases but she doesn't swear at all so i don't know sarah like i don't know how it happens how do, nature and nurture see Interesting. Okay. I
1: know I can answer this. Okay. First, (laughs) Anne also says that swearing is one of your superpowers. I'm assuming that was for you, but I I may (laughs) also just own this compliment. I, okay. I know why when swearing became more part of my vocabulary. Do you remember that article about how people who swear, or maybe it was a study, people who swear are more honest? Mm.
0: Do you remember I remember one about how they were smarter, so...
1: Oh, see, maybe it was that too. So I remember reading that. I remember thinking, yeah, that's actually true. And all the things made sense. And like, if I'm willing to say, like if I'm willing to say what people are only supposed to say in private and public, like I'm willing to just say like, fuck, um, then I'm a more honest person. So I allow it to be a display of my.
0: Yeah. I also honestly, like, obviously like don't believe that you should only use some words sometimes and other, right? Like I think that that's weird and that's like self-censoring and doesn't portray reality as it is like you know whatever so i have all kinds of opinions about that yeah there's no
1: special words or meanings or like yeah what's wrong with it's just those are just like syllables coming out of my mouth in a certain
0: form carly has a very long question here okay so i'm going to sum it up but she basically wants to know what we think about CBD. <laughs> like that's, that's my sum up. No, her point was that, uh, and we talked about this in the newsletter some, there was a pro Lauren Goss who got a doping violation for a CBD product that had THC in it. And THC is banned. CBD isn't. The problem is a lot of products are not regulated. So then right after, like shortly after that, USA Triathlon partnered with a CBD company. So her question here is like, what's the deal with that? And I mean, my my take is pretty much what I just explained. CBD products are increasingly popular with endurance athletes. There's all kinds of like CBD recovery, CBD cream, CBD, whatever. But they're largely unregulated at a national level, at least in the U.S. Apparently it's better in Canada. Everything's better. And so I think USA Triathlon was telling themselves, oh, if we partner with one that is third party verified and we say this is safe, then our athletes will know a company is safe. I also think they were given a lot of money, like a, a lot of. A lot of fucking money. Yes. yes. I agree.
1: I agree with <laughs> Kelly's answer. <laughs> yes. Okay. Carly also would like to know as pro triathletes, thank you for calling me a pro triathlete. First of all, what's your perspective when a fellow pro gets flagged for doping?
0: Yeah. She has a lot more to say here, but that's the essence of the question. isn't yeah, it? Yeah. I
1: just, I just kind of like standing on the question, but um, yeah, it's, I think later she's asking like what goes through our minds when pro, when pros when like with pros with us as pros when someone might be a friend or a fellow competitor that we know right like you caught. know them
0: even if you're not friends like you everybody knows everybody right so it's a little weird for sure i think it's a really complicated question that's not gonna be answered in 20 seconds because i've had like hours long debates with friends about it so okay here's my answer I, there's no one who's ever been caught for
1: doping that i that didn't that surprised me if i knew them like if I didn't know them, whatever, it might surprise me because I don't even know them. But there's, there's people, there have been people that I've known in my career or even that I've gone for bike rides with where I would like, but they've never
0: been my friends. So, but then what did you do? Did you cut them out or were you still friendly? Were you like, eh, well, so-and-so served his time and he's back Were you'd like say hi when you're all standing around at the, before the race. So this is what happened. He never got caught.
1: I didn't speak to him very much after my suspicions, but what happened was he told me. um, Oh, nice. Yeah. In a way that was, and it was just like, you know, I think you've often said this, I've heard this a lot. Is that like people who dove often assume that everybody else is. Right. Right. right, So he told me in that kind of context, it wasn't like an admission. It wasn't like we're close friends and he's like, Sarah, it was like, so when you clean your needles, Sarah, it was like an assumption that everybody does (laughs) that. And then after that, I just like, I don't even know if I had a full conversation with him again, to be honest.
0: Did you turn him in?
1: No, he retired. Like, so it was, he told me that after he had retired and didn't really talk to, and also he didn't, he wasn't, um, he hadn't,
0: really won anything like he wasn't a top level athlete interesting interesting now like I love how our AMA is opening up a lot of new there's all kinds of cans of worms being open
1: (laughs) the the other thing the other thing is that is that like this was a this was someone else who would you know we talked last week about intentional drafting versus just like floating into someone's space and floating out and um he had He used to like intentionally sit on wheels of people Mm. because he was a runner, like a a much stronger runner than cyclist. And so that's what I mean when I say um, this is the this is the most potent example I can think of is like then when he said that to me, like kind of offhandedly, like, of course, of course, we're all cheating. I'm like, actually, we're not. But it does not surprise me at all that you think that and that you were doing that.
0: Right. It is weird, though. I do think it is weird. And I think every person kind of navigates it themselves. I, I mean, I know personally that every person kind of navigates it themselves differently. Like some people are like, you know, hardcore, like never speak to that, never acknowledge that person at a race again. Some people are like, you know, I know them and I'm friends with them and I believe them. And some people are somewhere in between. where like, you know, well, they serve their time. They're back. It's a it's just like it's a small field. Everybody knows everybody. So it's awkward. It's weird. That's yeah. my. All right. Sarah wants to know, in a much lighter question, what is your favorite go-to swim workout?
1: I don't swim, Kelly. (laughs) Can you answer this one?
0: Uh, I mean, I do a lot of uh, long, hard tempo, so like 30 by 100 on like two seconds rest or whatever. Um, That's been boring to me lately, so lately I've been doing a lot of, you know, the, the equivalent 3000 yards worth of 200s and 300s varying like faster and then tempo faster than, you know, back and forth, which for me is like two forties and then two fifties and then, you know, back and forth. Um, I think when you do that, it gives you a good practice in race practice. It gives you a good practice doing, you know, surges and then settle back to race pace, close a gap, settle back to race pace. And definitely. Definitely. None of this like masters bullshit where you like stand on the wall for like two minutes.
1: <laughs> no. Well, maybe at the beginning of the season, like the off season.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. Whatever. I mean, I go to masters like once a week, maybe, but once a week I do a hard like 3,000 yards short rest, varied effort. Yeah. So.
1: That's super important for training. Okay. Th- now you've, you've like triggered me. So one of my favorite race prep sessions used to be 200s, depending on how close you are to the race would. Decide how many two hundreds you're doing. Two hundreds where you do a fifty all out, hundred yeah. mid race pace, of fifty easy with short wrist so.
0: Yeah, I have one similar to that. That's like 50s all out, and then yeah, like fifteen hundreds or ten hundreds, however you're feeling. It's quite hard. It's hard. It's hard to yeah.
1: find to to change paces within, like in a, on a quick turnaround or within an, a two hundred meter interval. Yeah. But so there you go, guys. Try those. Okay. So Lauren, this is our last question. Um, Lauren would like to know what's your biggest piece of advice for a newbie to try?
0: Oh man. I
1: got one. Okay. Get the right saddle.
0: Oh, like, that's your biggest piece of figure advice? Figure out that's your weird. situation with your bits, like be comfortable on your bike. Interesting. Everyone talks about that and it's never been, there's all these things women talk about that just like never even fazed me. Right. And there was never a problem. I just, whatever saddle was on there. I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, what's that's funny fun.
1: is I, have somebody over the weekend said that i was like a bro like
0: you know what i mean by that bro too and
1: you know what's hilarious is that like when he said it to me all i was thinking is like you should meet my friend kelly (laughs) she's a bro
0: (laughs) whatever um i don't yeah side point here uh i think my biggest piece of advice to new triathletes is it's not that fucking hard. Like it's not as hard as you think it is. I don't know how much time I've told you this and you're always like shocked that I have friends who are not triathletes, but I, for like half my friends, they are like, have ne- they're like, Oh, I'm thinking about doing a triathlon. I hear you do those. And I'm always telling them, like, just do it. Like, it's not that hard. You own a bike, you know how to swim. Like it's just, just go. So that's, that's good. my biggest piece that's of advice. Good advice.
1: That's good advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. After the break. We are going to talk about our fave moments in sports in 2019. We would like to thank Noon Hydration for supporting the podcast. Get 30% off your order by using the code IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. That's IRONWOMEN at noonlife.com. And follow at If We Were Writing on all the social medias and leave us a review on iTunes. Also, tell your actual friends in person how awesome we are, because that works too. If We Were Riding is a Live Feisty Media production and is hosted by Kelly O'Meara and me, Sarah Gross. Our marvelous editor is Aaron Hamilton. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. This time, like the last time. You better get ready to race in a to do this. Show you what the truth is. I step on the field. It's time to get real. I'm feeling so this.
0: All right, Sarah, I feel like you don't watch sports. <laughs> Kelly, I don't even
1: have a television. Like this, <laughs> my life in 2019 was like, I lived in a little cabin that was 500 square feet. It, it, wait, I had Wi-Fi. So if I wanted to just mindlessly watch something, I would turn on Netflix. So when you put this on our run list about our favorite sports moments, I'm like, I don't
0: know. So I'm just going to list like a bunch. Okay. And then you can be like, Oh yeah, that one. I'll just nod. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like the women's world cup, I think it's like top of my list for the year. Good choice. Uh, I have a number of arguments for why, but I think like they really exemplified like the, not just, it was really good. It was like a really fucking good world cup. If you're into soccer and you know, soccer best women's world cup ever. But secondly, they exemplified the moment they did that. They won when people were like hating on them. They like represented all this shit that's happening right now. And I also felt like they were very cool about, like they were like, I was like, that's how I would like want to win. Right. Like they were, Mm -hmm. they were cool. Yeah. So that would be my top pick moment Mm -hmm. sports wise. I'm going to massively ignore like all the mainstream sports. Okay. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Cause I don't give a shit about them. Yeah. We expect that here. Um I just watched the Lindsay Vaughn documentary, so I'm in a ski mood currently, mm-hmm. even though I, know I I don't ski and Michaela Schifrin's season where she won seventeen World Cups, you're not appropriately shocked by that, okay. People I'm talking out in our audience, people who know this 17 World Cup wins in one fucking season. That is unprecedented, not just in skiing, but like there's not an equivalent in like anything in other sports, period. Like that's just like mind blowing. She did like a crazy that's crazy. So that's my second like crazy fucking thing for the year. Good. Good okay. thing you're here. Good thing we weren't relying on me for this one. <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I' am like I'm um, learning something
1: right now. I'm like, yes, this is amazing, okay,
0: you're like, oh, yeah, that happened um, I also I mean, I really liked the track and field world championships. I actually thought some of those races were really exciting and like really interesting. I know a lot of people shit on them, but they were cool, and like the four hundred hurdle final where like they both ran under the world record, anyway, it was really cool, like I thought that was like actually a really good moment, I think, um. I think there were a number of running moments that were actually cool this year. If you were like following, if you're like into ultra running, which I'm like not super down that wormhole. There was like a few where like, like the woman won the endless race was like kind of crazy. You know, where you just ran laps. Yeah. That's around. That was nuts. That's yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Crazy stuff. And then here's my last one. Cause I've just been reading sports illustrated. Okay. Simone Biles,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the gymnast. <laughs> Thank you for that context. I'm just clarifying. Just, r- just for no me. Sports. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> I know who Simone Biles is. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So she won like a record number of medals again, like this year, which like gymnasts don't have long, long lifespan. So she's like, mm. you know, she's fucking crazy. She's, she's ancient. Had, like,
1: is she ancient now?
0: She's like 23 or something, right? Mm. 22. But mm-hmm. she should win again. She wins everything. She's had four moves named after her because she introduced them at wow. a national, which is like crazy. That's not a thing. And so if you watch, there's like the new whatever, the most recent world championships, you go and watch her like routine. She introduces like this new triple double twist. It's crazy. It's really cool. The uh, governing body is also penalizing her. They are making these new moves that she came up with, Sarah, worth less points than they should be because and they said this, they don't want other people to hurt themselves trying them.
1: <laughs> really?
0: yes that well, is that's true wild so anyway th- i think that a lot of stuff happened in sports so there i didn't say a lot of stuff didn't happen <laughs> oh, i just yeah. said i wasn't and paying triathlon attention. and, and triathlon, triathlon was decent this year i think jan's win was am- like just fucking record yeah, like that's true. blow away yeah. yeah
1: yeah i like how uh, yeah kona was really cool this year obviously what yawn did but also having the women's race
0: kind of like turned upside down and not go as expected yes. was, was super cool um Somewhere. and yeah. there was like good stuff happening in draft legal racing too whatever <laughs> okay you can't just lay that there like what tell us what <laughs> no i mean katie's affairs is like super super dominant right now mm-hmm. um and she would just like even though i felt like super bad for her when she crashed at the uh olympic qualification um but she finally won the world title. That was really cool. I thought it was really yeah, exciting. A lot of people so. were cheering for her, for sure. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I have a question for you. Oh, yeah?
1: Yeah. Does Spartan Racing have a Masters World Championship?
0: Yes, they do. I know the woman who won it. Really? Do you want me to introduce you to her? Yes. <gasps> Amazing. The World Championships are in Tahoe. Okay. And it snowed this year. Uh-huh. And so I know a ton of people who did it because I'm like an hour from Tahoe. And it snowed and you have to jump in a lake in the middle. So obviously everybody was very mm. worked up about this. So who else thinks Sarah should do the world championships next year? And there is a master's race and it's about 13 miles and it goes up the mountain and down the mountain. And there's all kinds of obstacles. And I know the woman who won so she can help train you. I think, oh my gosh, this could be it. It's all coming together for me Kelly. <laughs> it's all coming together. <laughs> okay well before we go we have to say goodbye because we're going to be away for two weeks or i guess it will be three weeks before right we will be back i'm looking at a calendar we We will will be back the second weekend of jan second week of january
1: okay well folks we will miss you thank you so much for listening and um see you in 2020 none of you
0: people can tell me to stop my town my crown we know what it takes to be reaching the top we're reaching the top top. we're reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top.